Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Well, listen, Buster, you better start to move your feet to the rockin'est beat of madness. Righto, Black Caps 3-0 went down to India. Really, really want your input on this. As I say, only half the country are with us at the moment, so your calls are even more important today as, as per normal. But Mikey in Christchurch, g'day, buddy. Oh, g'day, Safi. I, God, I watched that first, um, the first innings. Mm, me too. Um, and uh, it was frightening. Man, we got, it was just pasted. Absolutely pasted, and and the concern for me, I guess, is, you know, that this is the new crew coming through. I mean, there were parts of Pickner that I liked. There were parts of Ferguson I liked. Well, I thought Ferguson would be well more on his way with the amount of um, cricket he's had on his belt than he seems to be. He bowls really good spells, and then all of a sudden they smash twenty-two off him. Yeah. And you're kind of like, well, what's happening there? Um, I guess the big question for me is that the first test, I believe, is the 16th of February, and they took away Southey and Williamson to rest. Now, that's three weeks away. Um, in fact, it would be, be three weeks away if they played that last one day. Now, three weeks for most people in this country is a damn good holiday. Mm. Um, I, I fail to, to see the thinking behind sending those guys back to New Zealand um, when the World Cup itself is going to be in India, I believe. Yes. So surely, <laughs> surely you'd have your best players over there. I mean, if, if the most important thing would be to play India in these one-dayers, um, pull them out of the one-dayers or the 2020s that happened in Pakistan. Mm. Yeah, have I, that re-rest then. Yeah, I kind of get it, the rest thing for Tim Salvey, whose body's put under a lot more stress in a game of cricket than Kane Williamson. Kane Williamson had a big time out with the elbow issues, etc. And he just looks to me like a guy that needs cricket. I guess he knows his body better than us and maybe the elbow's flared up again. But you're right, it's the it's the World Cup conditions. Why wouldn't you want to play in it? Why, why wouldn't you? And, and I guess, I mean, are we serious about going over and winning it? I mean, look, I hope to goodness that we put up a decent fight, and we do, because I do love this Black Cap side, and we do seem to go well in tournaments. But to, I mean, if you put it in any other sporting sense, you would have your best team playing in the conditions over in the place where a World Cup is going to happen, whether it be hockey, whether it be rugby, whether it be anything. Um, so this kind of defies belief. I understand, given the other guys a go, I'm unsure of how many one-day matches we have leading up to the World Cup coming up. But surely, but playing India at home would have to be the number one priority, I would have thought, if you're setting out your calendar um, for the next, you know, 12 months, 18 months. So, oh, it was a concern. I thought Latham looked very, very lost. But then again, what captain wouldn't when you're 200 up <laughs> or 200 down after 15-odd overs? Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there were some wee positives. I thought, um, oh, gosh, what's the South African guy's name? Devin Conway. Devin Conway, he looked he looked good. 
and then I had to kind of call it quits and then sort of come back to it every so often when I woke up yeah. for my old man going to the toilet stuff every two hours and have a quick look. And... <laughs> Fair enough, Mikey. Hey, good, mate. Thanks for kicking us off today. All right. Cheers, mate. Cheers, buddy. Another good listener down in Dunedin. Cliff, g'day, Cliff. Yeah, g'day, Staffy. Look, I'm just following on the same thing. The coach, Stead's come home. The bowling coach has come home. The captain of the team's come home, and the captain of the test team's all come home. And why would you send it? Why would these players suddenly get a rest? You know, it goes back to Bolt. If he wanted to sign a contract, why didn't we talk about it? Why, if, if Williamson can get so much time out of this team and pick and choose what he plays, why didn't they offer Bolt the option to do that? A lot of these players that are in this side over there, not even contracted players in New Zealand cricket, but we talk about Bolt as though he doesn't sign one, so we, we shouldn't pick him. But they pick guys to go away that aren't signed, and then they let other guys come home. Now, to me, Saudi well, possibly needed a rest. Maybe he didn't. But to me, look, the same thing. We're playing India in a World Cup in India, and we've just played a, a bumbly series against Pakistan. Why did they not send a, a Williamson and... Um, Saudi home at the halfway through that tour. Yeah. There was no real reason to keep them there against Pakistan, but to, to send them home and at the start of the three, why don't you just send them home at the end of the one dayers? And then they could have had a week off with the, the 20 over games in Pakistan, and then they'd still have two weeks before they'd have to get ready for the test matches. I, I, I'm just struggling with this the whole way New Zealand are doing cricket at the moment. You know, there's a lot of unknowns, a lot of no, no, nothing being said. You know, they just like to put no information out there and then let everybody try and figure out what's going on. But to me, it's the same with the batting order. They, they talk about um, the opener. This guy opening, he's a 2020 player at best. He's, got, he, he's getting bowled off his, off his outside edge. He doesn't move his feet. And look, 50 overs is a long game again. And if he if he's going to send me out there to open the batting, he's just like another stump at the moment. <laughs> They'd be better off opening with Latham or Phillips opening with um, with Conway. But to me, you know, this guy just isn't up to it. And at the moment, the batting order just is incorrect. You know, like Mitchell shouldn't be batting ahead of Latham. To me, Latham, I know he's got the gloves. But Latham's the opening batsman in the test matches. He should be up there in the top four mm. because he does he does get in behind the ball. And you've got to give the guys that when you've got a new ball and you're facing a, a top attack with top bowlers, you've got to give them the chance. You can't go out there and start hitting off the first first two or three overs. It's not a 20-20 game. And I just don't believe that the, the way New Zealand cricket, the way that Stead's got this team working between the three sides, that he's, he knows where he is with them. He's better to chuck one of them away in the 20s, put a new coach in, and, and basically have a different side. Trying to trying to move these players like Mitchell and Phillips and and uh, oh, the other guy that's in the background too. Oh, Henry Nichols? Yeah, Henry Nichols, and they've got the other guy. There's, there's four or five jokers in this side that seem to be in, in every squad but they either don't start in, in any of the teams because they're not really getting a chance to play, you know? Mm. And to me, the, the 2020 team needs to be different, completely different than the test side, not 
different by about four players. And then the one-day team's only different by about two. Mm. It's just it's too much the same. Thank but, you, but, Cliff. Yeah, I know what, always I love you. I need to get steered on. Yeah. Get steered on next week and have a good chat. Oh, there's an idea. I'll see what I can do when they come back. Well, he is back. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Cliff. Yeah. One more before the break. Um, thanks, everyone, who's calling. We, we haven't forgotten you, but we'll we'll talk to Darren out of Melbourne. G'day, Darren. Hey, Staffy. How are you? Good, thanks, Darren. Um, well, I'm sort of a bit bit on a different side of it. I thought what they, did, what they did with Pakistan was really good. And what better place to blood new guys to see where their cracks are and see if they're up to it than in India, which is, you know, mission impossible at the best of times. Yes. So have they proven that some guys aren't up to it and so the experiments are over or yeah. do you persevere? Well, I mean, that's, that's the thing. That's, that's, that's where you've got to put faith into the leadership team and the, and the coach. He, he's now got the information he needs. What he does with it is up to them. Mm. So would you rather them lose 3-0 in India, which give, I'll tell you, every other team in the world would probably lose 3-0 in India and be really competitive later on? Well, you'd take that, wouldn't you? Yeah, well, I'm very much looking forward to seeing the next uh, one-day squad. I'll tell you that for nothing, to see if those lessons were learned yeah. or what modifications there'll be. So uh, while we can be critical of the results, uh, we, we potentially can be even more critical of lack of changes um, when the next one's named. So something to look forward to, I guess. Yeah, and can we can we start a petition, bring back Trent Bolt? Yeah, bring back Please. Trent Bolton, Please. and for me, bring back Martin Guptill as well. He's a one-day cricketer. Oh yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. I absolutely agree with that. I mean, you can't you can't teach experience, mate. You cannot teach that. Mm. So. I'm with you. Yep. Good, good on you, Darren. All right, thanks, thanks mate. Thank you, bud. Um, you know, I've long said I think if you want Finn Allen in that side, what better mentor than Martin Guptill, who's been there and done that? And for me, he's not a test player. I don't really think he's a 2020 player either. I think he's a one-day cricketer. You can take a little bit of time, build your innings, and then go bang. Um, Ed, Kenny's aid, all wait there. Quick uh, break. Anyone else wants to join in? 0800 150 811. You're on Afternoons with Staffy in association with Gold. They fuel your mission all year round, and they'll fuel the phone calls after the break. Gold, fueling your mission. Pop into your local for some good value fuel. Gold.nz. Getting you through your workday one hour at a time. You're listening to Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Welcome back. Uh, the phone lines, 0800 811. We're talking about the Black Caps, what's going right, wrong, what changes need to be made. We go to Kenny in Canterbury. G'day, Kenny. G'day, Stephanie. How's it going? Good, thanks, Kenny. It's Kenny from Canterbury calling out of, uh, oh, just near Carapira at the moment. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Get it up to Cambridge. But um, I'm in complete agreement with yourself uh, on, the, on the Marty Guptill situation. Be great to have back opening the batting in the ODIs, and I think just the ODIs. But also Darren, I think, has the nail on the head. Like, <clears throat> I think the thing people need to realise is that these guys are professional cricketers. It's obviously their job, and a lot of people, I guess, know that. We all want them to be out there, and we want our best 11 out there, but it's just a fact of cricket. Cricket's a prime example of any sport that it's so busy. It's the, the schedule's so chocker these days. Mm. They simply can't play every game and be expected to keep your body to, you know, peak physical condition. So you get things like Bolter going off and they're sort of towards the end of their careers, maybe three, four years left, and you don't blame them for chasing the money. But I think, Darren, what he said was, I think something along the lines of it was a perfect line to blood new talent. And I think it is, because who, who expected us to go over and beat India in a three ODI series? I, 
Yeah, it's a, it's it's a it's a huge assignment, but, um, and I don't necessarily say we were expecting to win in India, but I would have liked to have seen a little bit more than, you know, a cameo from Conway, a couple of a couple of decent digs by Michael Bracewell and Mitch Santner with a bat had had one good dart. Um, the, the, it's the bowling that really concerns me, I think. Yeah, it concerns me as well, but uh, I think we in a way we're a bit of a victim of our own success and build up such a good. And with that, we lost Kenny. Sorry, Kenny, your uh, reception just cut out there. Um, let's go to Ed from... We know where he's from. Tēnākua, Ed. Hey, Steph, so, Alka. And um, how many captains do you need, man? Because uh, they've been changing captains, because, you know, when you go out there, you want someone to lead you. Yeah. And they keep changing them. So they've got to sort that out. Yes, yes, fair comment as well. Um, Kane obviously didn't want to be captain, and I'm okay with that. He wanted to focus on batting and probably playing less, which he seems like he's got both wishes. Have I still got your head? I'm there, Steffi, but uh, I missed everything you said. I'm sorry. That's all right. It probably wasn't very relevant. I was just saying, Kane. No, well, Kane, yeah. Kane wanted to step down, so they let him. Yeah, there was hard case, and then they got old. Uh, was it Tim? Yep. And then uh, yeah, off, off Tim goes, and then he skips uh, the next game. Then there's Mitch, but then Mitch didn't wasn't captain. It was Tom. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, so you know, you know when you want to, you know when you jump on the field, uh, like playing rugby stuff, you want to captain, you want to follow that guy. And then hello, the boys are following all different fellas, and where are we? Yeah, we definitely, that's all I had to say. Thank all you, Steph. All right, mate. Thank you, Ed. Uh, let's go to Zaid. Uh, hello, Zaid. Hello. G'day, mate. Um, yeah, still calling from the Gold Coast. High 31 today. Um, <sighs> Shut up, Zaid. God. <laughs> <laughs> you're just ringing up for a jealousy call. That's what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, on the black caps, I didn't obviously see any of it, but... Um, doesn't sound too good. Um, we're definitely losing um, Matt Henry, Kyle Jamison, and Tim Salvi all not playing, which is uh, pretty much the whole of our pace attack, really. Yeah. Uh, no Cam Williams in, the, in India as well. It was a big call when you're playing one of the best teams. And um, Shudman Gill clearly teared us apart. He just teared us a new one. I think, did he get another 200 last night? Is that correct or no? 100. Yeah, both openers got centuries. So he got, they got a, he got 100 and then... He got a double hundred in the first game as well. So yeah. um, he's in some form. And, um, yeah, obviously in their own conditions, you don't really beat them. But um, <clears throat> Tickner, Shipley and Ferguson just aren't experienced enough. Um, and Ferguson's pretty easy to pick because he's got a lot of pace and you can smash him. Um, Santa seems the best bowler from um, what I saw in the first two games. But, yeah, just, just the pace attack's not quite working. Um, on Martin Guptill, he's um, he's failed in the big bash. I don't know how that experience gone. His highest score is 30 um, in the whole season since he's been over for the Melbourne Renegades. So I don't know um, how that's gone, but that's what happens when you open in T20 cricket, I guess. Um, and yeah, <clears throat> I'm not sure about the Black Cats with Alan opening in the one-day team. He seems to be struggling. And then um, Henry Nichols, I think he's rolled out of touch. As well, so I don't, I don't know what you do with Henry Nichols. 
Um, is there a chance of maybe bringing someone like a Wu Young back into the one-day squad? Um, or maybe someone from maybe bringing like um, Mark Chapman in as well to give some more game time? Or maybe someone else from the Super Smash, um, like a Ben Smith? Or, you know, someone, Tom Bruce or Dane Cleaver, maybe someone else mm. um, for the top order. I'm not, I'm not sure what you do, but, um, yeah, um, it just doesn't seem to be quite working with Henry Nichols right now. So I'd definitely probably bring someone else in, and I'm not sure if there's another opening option um, for the Black Caps from someone from the Super Smash or the Ford Trophy to open with. Um, Devin Conway, because that's clearly working. Um, Conway's, uh, well, he's probably the best open we've got. Um, I know Tom Latham opens in test cricket, but he can't do it in one day because he's got to be the wicket keeper. So that doesn't work. So I'm not, I'm not sure completely on the open, on the other opener, but it doesn't seem to be working with Alan. I don't think in one day cricket. Yeah. For now. Good point, Say. Thank you, buddy. Cheers, eight. Um, yeah, I think if you're going to stick with Fennell and you want to put Martin Guptill with him, I just think mental role. Um, I think 50 overs is Martin Guptill's wheelhouse. Not Test cricket, not T20s. And Conway at three. He'd be great anywhere. Uh, we lost Kenny. So before we go to the news, he had a point. One more point may, uh, yet to make. Kenny from Karapiro. <laughs> G'day. G'day. Close to the Cambridge right now, Seth. <laughs> hey, um, I was just going to say, I know you guys think... Um, I think a really good point to make is these Indian guys coming through, when they when they do what we're doing right now and try and flood new players, it's not even flooding new players, they're going straight from a domestic setup that's basically an international level anyway. When we do it, the domestic level is so far below what international is that they do struggle uh, against the top teams. So that's one point to take into account. I also just wanted to say I was at the Phoenix game last weekend on Sunday. Fantastic, but a bit disappointed only to get 5,000 there, especially on Wellington anniversary. I don't know if everyone out of town or something. Probably were. Yeah, Wellington's a place people leave on holidays, not a place they go, unfortunately. And Auckland's much the same. And I don't hope, um, I, I do hope, like you do, that um, Anaheim are able to get the shield off the Lions this year, but if I put my realistic hat on, I don't think it's going to happen. Sorry, Steve. Always hopeful, mate. Always hopeful, Kenny. Thanks, buddy. Enjoy the rest of your trip. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Yeah. Come on, you two boys. Come on, you two boys. Uh, Dino, hold on there. We just have a very short news break. If you want to join in the conversation, 0800 150 Or you can text us, Temper Bear Post Text Machine, double eight double three. Dean, you're right after the news. Well, listen, Buster. You better start to move your feet to the rockin'est beat. Thank you for holding on, Dino and Dunedin. Uh, your patience is uh, worth a medal. Welcome in. All good, buddy. I um, I just start by saying I've watched the uh, first seven overs of two games of cricket, and thank God there was tennis on the other channel. <laughs> yeah, or you could just pretend you're an Indian fan and just just. They were amazing last night, that first 15 overs. Yes, Steph, I agree. And I've rung up before and said, God knows why teams in cricket um, bat first. Because you never know if it's going to be enough. That's my argument. I didn't play cricket, but I think that's a pretty common sense thing to figure out. But I reckon um, Danny Morrison's 
seen that wicket over there a fair bit. Simon Dill probably knows a little bit about it. And there's a few New Zealanders, Fleming, I don't want to name them all, that actually have something to do over there, that we should have known that that there was a bat-first wicket. Yeah. India bat-first. So for me, there's a glaring problem in New Zealand. I've said it before on your radio channel. It's about pathways for coaches. That's a joke. There's a World Cup there. Surely, like when the All Blacks go to a World Cup in Japan, they shoot over there and have a game, so they stay in the motel. They train on the field they're going to train on. They get all their we dot the I's and cross the T's aspects of professional sport that I guess is kind of important. And as for... Mate, I've just got back from Christmas. And I want a break too. I've had a guts full already. I've done a day and a half. What's going on with professional sportsmen that you... Nah, he's overworked. It's cricket for Christ's sake. How can you overworked playing cricket? You stand there all day and do nap all, or you bowl, and then you're back. Like, how, half a day you're doing not a lot for a lot of the players. So yeah. How do you need a rest? I think fast bowlers, their body does need to. They might not be tired, but the the strain of a, of a fast bowler. And we've seen the injuries to Lockie Ferguson, to Adam Milne, um, not so much Tim Southey. He's been a bit of a workhorse. Trent Bolt's had injury issues. It's it's usually the quicks with their little stress fractures because they fully load up their body. But the rest of them, not so sure. But no one held a gun to their head and said that's got to be your occupation. You know, most of us work for. 40-odd weeks of the year. Don't get much of a break. And yet these, Honestly, I think professional sportsmen in New Zealand, they're getting too soft. I mean, where's Will Jordan? What's going on there? Like, I'd really like to know what, what's a go with him. There's something. I mean, I don't know. But, you know, when you... That wasn't a wicket to bat second on, and we won the toss. Mm, I actually didn't even look up about that toss and that's interesting because it is I think and Mitch McLennigan will probably touch on it after one about that ground um, I'm pretty sure he would have played there as well but it did look a bit of a road and smallish boundaries didn't it well like I say it's two games in a row I've watched seven overs and there was damn good tennis on the other channel so I was never really going to watch the cricket anyway the Australian Open has been typical tennis great for um, punting on because the top seeds outside of Djokovic they just fall over. And good to see Arenka or whatever her name is going pretty good. That paid good money in a two-horse race, and she won that easily. Mm. But I don't, like the pathways in New Zealand sport for coaching, I don't, I don't, why isn't Steve there? Like, why isn't there a top tip with Clan there in 10 months' time? And nine months' time, we're playing a World Cup. Surely you would get used to the conditions. And I love the guy. I rang a mate of mine last night that Steve had to say, and he said, turn over to that cricket, even though it's a bath, but have a look at the stadium. Have a look at the crowd. Like, for a positive for New Zealand sport, how the hell we compete with that, I do not know. So we punch well above our weight, but I think we let ourselves down a little bit too, you know, without sounding too negative. For me, that was a golden opportunity to have our team that's probably going to play the World Cup over there. And if you get a pants thing, then you can look at the team and think, well, geez, we've got to do something. But we're going to go into the World Cup with unknowns. Mm. Yeah, the, the, the one thing about the crowds in India, it's restored my faith in the ability of the New Zealand cricket team to attract the crowd because I was really worried when I saw virtually no one at the Pakistan games. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I thought that was they weren't allowed to be there. I, I, didn't, I don't know. I didn't hear anything. I don't, don't really watch that much cricket. But the Indians, I just turned over to have a look at their stadiums and see what it's going to be like for the World Cup, and I was blown away. Like, mm. The fact that they are so... Like, we think we support the All Blacks. It's nothing like that, is it? It's, no. It's, what's the word? 
fanaticism or something's a fancy word I would know I build houses but yeah, they're crazy but they love it they absolutely love it yeah I do love it I do love it too Dino enjoy the rest of your day thanks for calling and thanks for holding on really appreciate it no problem I looked up last night Sam if you add up in New Zealand the numbers of every man woman and child in New Zealand every sheep every car every motorbike every boat and you add all of those up together mm. you get a number that number is 25% of the total number of people that play cricket in India. That number is 25% of the total number of people that play cricket in India. What's that number? Oh, it was huge. Hundreds. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hundreds of millions. Was, um, they've got like. How did you work that out? Like cars and stuff? Is there I, like a website that has all Yeah, the... I just went and f- I, I found out how mm. many uh, cricketers there are in India. And mm. it's. They've got something like thirty first-class teams. We got we got six because <laughs> we wow. always talk about player numbers. Yeah, and like player numbers in rugby, like New Zealand's about fourth, I think, in in numbers. Um, so I just thought I'd look up at um, playing numbers in, of cricket in India, and it was quite hard because these like village competitions because it's a big country and mm. truckloads of people. Um, it's it's an amazing sport, and the more I read about the because we only talk when we talk Indian cricket, we talk about the Indian cricket team, but their competitions underneath the international side are phenomenal. They have so many divisions and so many teams. It's it's massive. Yeah, I remember AJ's Patel saying um, when he was talking about his sort of life in India, and if you want it, so it's you know how there's quite a big class or caste system in yeah. um, India, and that also sort of applies to cricket. So you have all of these leagues everywhere, but you sort of know that. You know, if you want to go anywhere, you have to end up in this league, or you have to end up in that part of India. Um, but it's interesting that there's just all these sub groups and sub levels, and I'm sure there's. I mean, Steph, how many social teams would there be oh. when we talk about you know social cricket here on a Monday night, or you know social football or rugby? How many social Indian cricket teams and leagues would there be over there? Mm. Mind-boggling, eh? And they'd play probably, you know, behind someone's house mm. on a Monday night. I was in the privileged position once during a rain break to spend an hour with Sonny Gavaskar up in the commentary box mm. and just talking to him about, um, and, and I did it with Ramis Raja about the, the state of domestic cricket in, the, in Pakistan and then India with Sonny Gavaskar. And Sonny Gavaskar said, there's probably hundreds of Indian cricketers who would have been the best in the world but never get seen because there's just so many. Yeah. There's just so many. That's, I mean, it's interesting. That's got to be one country and one sport in the entire world that just doesn't have to worry about their game dying. You know, like every mm. other sport is battling for like attention and numbers are dropping off and all this sort of stuff. Cricket in India, they just don't even have to probably have that conversation. It's just always there. Little story Sonny told me yeah. was um, when Sachin Tendulkar went out in the 90s and didn't make 100, the following day... Um, sales on television sets went through the roof because people threw their TVs out the window <laughs> when Sachin went out in the 90s. <laughs> that's, that's so good. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, can you think of a, another country in sport that really doesn't – I feel like every sport faces that problem except for cricket in India. I know people were talking about basketball, you know, the numbers of basketball being on the rise – but it's not at the level that, you know, 
Actually, you're right. Kids. But it's not, it's not at the level. Like, if we look at New Zealand, I mean, I know it's a bad example, but you look at New Zealand and basketball. Yes, it's on the rise. Yes, numbers are going up by 100% every year. But it's not our number one sport. And it's not, you know, infecting our sort of lifestyles like cricket does in India. I just think it's one of those national sports that isn't in trouble. Whereas most sports all around the world, you're right, there's that phrase, grow the game. Yeah. India don't have to grow cricket. They don't really have to do that. And, you know, even in America, like they're talking NFL, American football for kids in America is suffering what rugby's suffering for here in terms of parents don't want their kids to be playing those sorts of sports. So they're starting to, you know, NFL still rates very well and that does, you know, that gets um, lots of crowds, et cetera. But the, the grassroots is starting to suffer a bit. And that just seems to be the story with most sports. I don't know what football's like in England at the moment what the sort of state of grassroots football is in England, but, you know, with... It'll be fine. And the the thing with those countries... Electronics and TVs and everything, you know, kids, that's what they're doing these days. Not in India. They're out in the streets playing cricket. Yeah, but those England and the US, they've got countries of millions of population. Mm. And so if you have a few people saying, don't want my boy playing that, they're still going to have thousands to choose from. Instead of having... 500,000 kids, they're going to have 250,000 kids. Whereas in New Zealand, we're going to have, instead of 5,000 kids, we're going to have 1,000 kids. Yeah, no, I, that's, a, that's a fair point. The population we size does matter. We always suffer from critical mass. Anyway, we'll take a break. If you want to weigh in on the ODI cricket situation for New Zealand, bearing in mind the World Cup is on in India later this year, 0800 150 Take your calls after this. L.NZ, helping you tune out your annoying workmate. You're listening to Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Let's head down to the capital city of New Zealand. Talk to Scott. G'day, Scott. Hey, you're Staffy. Happy New Year. How you going? Good, thanks, Scott. Happy New Year to you too. Thank you. Good, good to hear yourself and turn me back on together on the radio. Um, it's, it's, it's been a good summer, but we've got to say we miss you guys when you're not on the radio. So oh, you're very you kind. You're very kind. <laughs> <laughs> um, just on to call through about the cricket, obviously, as well. Um, and I think I, I might have called and said a few times to you as well with, um, with Finn Allen at the top of the order. Um, I think going back to um, after the T20 World Cup in Australia, um, I, I think he should never have played the Indian series back here. Um, they should have taken him out of the spotlight, let him return to the Firebirds, um, and, and just try and refocus um, away from the spotlight. Um, the problem is they've chucked all their eggs in one basket with him, and unfortunately for him it's not working because he continues to make the same mistakes. Um, and sitting in, you know, being, being on TV where everyone can see it, um, obviously that pressure's going to get to him as well. Um, I, I do think they should 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 have pulled him back so he could have been out of that spotlight for a while. And, and whether that was, I mean, it didn't have to be Martin Guptill going back in there. I mean, they could have even chucked someone like George Worker in there who's, who's been going pretty well for the Aces. Um, just to uh, take a bit of pressure on him and, and let him kind of almost reset. And, um, you know, ho- hopefully he, he can get his head back where it needs to be and, um, you know, go on to be the great batsman that he could be. Yeah, I, yeah you just wonder what the... In the- that better minds than you and I, I guess. What is the best thing for him long term? And if they truly think it's just keeping going out, coming off one every four or five or six times, if they think that's he's got the mental fortitude to cope with that, so be it. But I'm with you. I feel like, you know, Michael Bracewell is a great example of leaving them in domestic and really hone your skills and your mental skills and all that sort of thing and then get unleashed. And I'm not saying drop Finn Allen forever, 
but there needs to be a consideration of what's the best thing for him and what's the best thing for New Zealand cricket. Exactly, exactly. Because, I mean, he's still only young. Um, so, you know, potentially we, we want him that team for another 10, 12, 13 years. Um, we don't want him in a couple of years just, you know, just not having, you know, being destroyed mentally basically at such a young age that he can't fulfil that dream as well of, of becoming a great, you know, a great batsman for us as well. Um, and, and there is so much cricket that goes on at the moment for him to miss a couple of series um, to, to get his head back where it needs to be, uh, you know, uh, it would do in the world of good, I reckon. Mm. Um, and, and then just on, on a couple of other things, I, I think um, on the fast bowling side, I mean, it is a bit of a concern. Um, you know, I, obviously with with Bolt, he, he'll hopefully come back for the World Cup, but I think outside of that, you know, we, we can't rely on him coming back. And, I mean, Southie's obviously not getting any younger as well, and taking on the test captaincy means, you know, he... he probably will have to drop either one of the forms of the white ball game or, or both of them at some point in the near future. Um, so you take him out as well, and then you're basically left what with with Jameson, Ferguson, and, and Henry. And, um, I mean, Henry's, I think, 30 now as well. Um, so it is a bit of a concern with that side of things. And, and I think the other change I'd just like to see would be um, probably Phillips come up the order a little bit, whether that's probably when Kane's in there, obviously he's at three, but Phillips at four. Um, you know, just to give him that time out in the middle because if he gets going, um, you know, he can change the game pretty quickly and, um, you know, he's, he's a good batsman that can bat through if he needs to as well. Yeah, I just feel like we're, we're 5% away of getting it right, eh? We, we, we're real close to getting it all right. Yep, yep. Mm. It's just those little little things we need to work on. Whether that's... You know, as many people have said, uh, you know, looking at two different coaches, a white ball coach and test ball um, coach, I mean, you know, Stead's been there for a while now, so whether we just need a couple of new fresh ideas in there that we can inject that in and, and hopefully, um, you know, get that 5% corrected. Yeah, bang on. Good man, Scott. Good to hear from you, mate. Cheers. Thanks, Steffi. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Thank you, Scott. Out of Wellington, take a break. Got a few texts to get through before the news. We'll do that after this. Gull, fueling your mission. Pop into your local for some good value fuel. Gull.nz, getting you through the day like a hot cuppa after lunch. You're listening to Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Text messages that are coming to the show, one from Ken Staffy. Another batting option is Dean Foxcroft. I think he's South African-born. Not sure when he'll be able to play for New Zealand, but he sounds really promising. And Ben Sears and Kyle Jamison from Ken. Actually, um, Dean Foxcroft's batting at the moment. Well, he was before. Yep, he's still in. Um, Otago is 71 for one <clears throat> after 17 and a half overs. Hamish Rutherford in on 32 off 53. And Foxcroft on 18 off 37. Now, they did go off for rain, and it does look like it's particularly difficult batting conditions. They're just a run rate of four going on there with Otago in batting 72 for one off 17. Um, looking at Wellington are 109 for four. Gosh, they've lost three quick wickets since I last looked. 109 for four. Uh, they're in the 25th over. Kelly's on three. Smith has just arrived at the crease, just faced the one ball. So... Uh, 109 for four there. Other text messages. Actually, Ken sent one in about um, Will Jordan. Staffy, for Dean from down south. Will Jordan has trained before Christmas and after, and he's all good. And I was just told that yesterday. You're very well connected, Ken. You should come and fill in for me when I'm away. Uh, Tyson says bring back Jesse Ryder. 
Someone like Jesse Wright would be great. Kimberly, Happy New Year, Kimberly. Staffy, I'm interested to see who of their current squad Australia send out for their upcoming ODI India tour after a couple of tests. On Fennellan, do we know for sure he isn't being supported and encouraged through his baptism? I'm feeling optimistic for this year. The nuances of cricket would gnaw at my mind if I wasn't. I hope Fennellan comes good because I think he's got the potential there. He's got the power. He's clearly got hand-eye. Maybe just a little, a few little technical deficiencies. And when you think about it, his whole cricket career has been in New Zealand until very recently. And he's learning and coping. And I think he does have a bright future. Just needs to be managed well. And, he, and you're right, Kimberly, behind the scenes he could very well be. We're going to link up with Mitch McLennigan after the news with Johnny Mack. And we'll go a little bit deeper.